Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am Sarah Alipin, host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. And um, I am really excited about today's episode, everybody. This is going to be such a blast. Today, we're talking with a photographer and coach based out of New York City. With over 13 years of experience in the wedding industry and photographing luxury, travel, and hospitality, he is an expert in capturing bright, cinematic lifestyle imagery. Thank you for being here, the the human behind of Philip Vienne <laughs> Photography, Philip Van Nostrand. Thank you for joining Yay. us on The Wedding Dish. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No one congratulates me on my no, openings. <laughs> I, I, it's funny hearing my bio over and over again. I think I need to make the words. Sometimes I, I feel like I need to make the words flow better because I can tell how people read it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's different good. when it's on your website versus yeah. like being Saying read out loud. Out loud. Yeah. Um, and also, I always read it backwards. So, like, um, and this is a weird thing that I learned from like introducing people on stage, but you're supposed to do the intro where it's the bio and then the last thing you say is the, oh, the name. name of the person because yeah. you That's want nice. that to be what people remember. I like that. Yeah. I, Good job. Yeah, thank yeah, you. I learned something new. I really like that. <laughs> that makes sense. Thank you. I am so excited to dish with you today. You know that this is a topic that I'm super passionate about, and yeah. it's something that I absolutely love that you do, and you do so well. Um, so are you ready to dish? Yes. All right. Today, we are dishing about destination wedding photography. And I think, you know, first of all, let's start with the basics. What is destination wedding photography? Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be any time a client brings a photographer outside of the photographer's hometown. Um, I think a lot of people imagine destination wedding photography as like going to the Bahamas or um, Costa Rica or, you know, Europe or something. But it's also I live in New York. I just did a wedding in Vail this past Saturday. And so I was a destination wedding photographer and the bride was actually like walking around being like, this is my photographer from New York. And people are like, ah, oh, you flew in from New York? Crazy. And so th there is this like little brag that she got to have to have this like New York photographer out in, in Vail shooting for her. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it could even be I'm based in D.C., you coming down from New York, which is like a four-hour train ride. Yeah. and still a destination because there's like a travel logistics are involved. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love it. Okay, cool. And and it also means that maybe you haven't been there before. So as a photographer, how do you plan for a wedding in a destination where maybe you've never visited the location? Yeah, I did. Um, I want to say I had like three or four, four, four weddings this year. I, I was in, this sounds like a brag, but it's, it's fun. I, I was in Milan for a wedding. I was in Mauritius, which is a small like, African nation. I was in um, Philadelphia at a new place. And I was also in Northern California, like Napa area, um, all places I'd never, ever shot before. Um, and, I, and I think I, I love to be in new places. But um, my, my first 
answer is that I always go to these places like at least a day early, if not two days early. Usually I'm never going to arrive on the day of the wedding. But but if I'm in Mauritius, I was with like the wedding party for like four days before the actual wedding happened. And when I was in Milan, I came out two days early and was like in the city and kind of with the couple for a few days. Um, So I'm always able to like kind of check out the spaces that we're going to be in for a little bit. But I want to say that I, I think what makes wedding photography, like good wedding photographers, unique is that our whole job is to be like a professional reactor. So all we do is react to new situations, right? Like our our best ability is to improvise um, in settings, and it's the opposite of like a fashion photographer, which sort of creates a controlled set and like needs to have everything like locked in. But we are the best at like adapting to new situations and environments and lighting. And I think that's what makes a wedding photographer almost like more capable than than maybe the more glamorous like editorial photographers or portrait photographers you see out there. Because we're like, oh, it's really dark um, or, or the, you know, the sun is changing or it's raining or whatever. But we can work with that. And so I think being in a new location is more inspiring than anything because I can go into a room and immediately see like four or five spots that I want to shoot. And I don't have to have ever seen it before to know like what I'm going to do in the next 10 minutes. Does that make sense? I totally agree. And I think that that actually brings up an interesting point too. There are a lot of times where we haven't photographed at a venue just because we live in that city has nothing to do with it. So it's yeah, a very it's, a, it's sim- a hard I mean it's a hard thing to break in people's minds. Like I think people want a, a safe bet or whatever and so they like to hire someone who's done the same been there before, but I think at the end of the day that's like a it can be a little bit of a handicap for for anyone who's like you know, if I'm shooting at the same place like 20 times a year, it's 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 going to be really hard for me to break from my patterns of like where I've shot or what works best. But we've all seen it when we walk into a venue and and the venue tells us like, "Oh, Everyone does the first look over here by the barn yeah. or like, or, you know, this is where we do. And, I'm, and whenever someone tells me that, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want the picture that everybody else gets. I want something that's like completely unique. And I'd rather not see photos of this space beforehand sometimes because I don't want to be like swept into like the same look. That's, that's yeah. my personal take. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, it. Unfortunately, it can kind of stifle your creativity a little bit because you're then you're like, oh, well, this is the easy way out. But the easy way out isn't always the best. And it's not always Uh, representative of the couple because, you know, just because they chose that venue, they may not have chosen that venue because they like that barn or whatever that most people do the first look in front of or like the bridge, the pedestrian bridge. No, it shouldn't be like a one size fits all. I'd rather be like, Yeah, I think the best photographers I know are like looking really outside of the box for stuff, you know? Yeah, it makes it more fun. And like, I don't want my whole portfolio to look the same. (laughs) No, not at all. So I don't know. I I like, you know, I'll I'll show up to a space a little bit early if I'm really uncertain of things or they want to do a first look and I need to figure out where it's going to be. But or like, you know, portrait sessions, like I'm not just going to like figure it out on the spot. Like I'll definitely have like been at the space earlier that day or the day before, but, um, but yeah, but I, I like to be new to a space. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I agree. I think that makes a lot of sense. I love that. And also Mauritius I've heard has really good scuba diving. 
They do. I, I'm not a scuba diver, but uh, we did get to get in the water a little bit. We did a little catamaran tour along next to dolphins, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun. I yeah. love it. I can't, I want to hear about that at some point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what are some of the reasons that couples might consider hiring a destination wedding photographer as opposed to someone who might be like associated with that location or that venue? Yeah. I mean, we kind of just talked about some of the main reasons is that if you hire like a local island photographer at your Cancun wedding, you're going to get like a very cookie cutter sort of results, which may be what you want. And the price will be kind of lower if you go local. But if you're hiring someone from out of town, you're going to get something that might be, um, yeah, a little more custom and high end experience and someone who like understand psychology and charming your your family and making people feel relaxed and getting something new and different in a space that um, you wouldn't normally get. Um, the other reason why you might bring someone from outside is because you, like, like I think a couple getting married in Italy, a, a couple from New York getting married in Italy would might want a New York photographer more than they want an Italian photographer because a New York photographer understands how Americans work, how they think, how customs go, like little funny thing, you know what I mean? Dynamics between family yeah. that might be totally different if you're working with a local and you want someone who understands like, I don't know what it's like to be a New Yorker and the pay, you know, like all of that stuff. And so we get to, you get to bring someone who gets you a little bit more, which is nice on a wedding day. You know, it really yeah. helps smooth out a lot of things that you wouldn't think of. And also someone maybe that you've met before. Like if it's a New York couple and they've gotten a chance to meet you in real life. I mean, of course you can meet people on, on Zoom now, all the all the digital places to sure. meet people. But, um, you know, I, I think there is value in having the option to meet you too because you have a very distinct personality that's just like such a warm heart that makes everyone mm. – like you immediately put people at ease and yeah. you get very excited about things. So I would imagine that like that – there's value in that, like knowing, okay, this is someone I do want to be there for four days surrounding my sure. wedding and come on the catamaran tour, not just like – yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And and I think like too, you know, this happens in like the celebrity realm as well. Like you'll get if you've seen, I don't know, Justin Bieber's wedding, like I, I know Jose Villa shot the wedding, but Haley Bieber also had her favorite fashion photographer there that she brought. And so there's this idea that like a couple will bring a photographer because they love that look that they get and 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 it's not going to it might not be the person who is local, local, you know, like if you have access to every photographer in the world, then you kind of get to choose and and they all travel. Then you, you really get to choose like your favorite, whatever you like. Right. Like you want it to make sense for you, not just what's like most convenient or easy. Maybe I mean, assuming you have the budget for it, that's like the real question. Yeah, that's that's a good point, too. <laughs> and we, I don't know. Are you going to ask me questions about budget or, or travel costs and stuff? Because I think that's an interesting... Yeah, let's talk about it if you're comfortable with that. Yeah, a thousand percent. I, I mean, I think like, I, I think photographers do it two different ways. And I'm not sure where you're at with this. But I um, I think some photographers just sort of, um, like for me, I, I absorb the cost of travel. Usually if I'm traveling like in Philly or... It, I, I had this wedding in Vail and I, I'm literally like, 
almost best friends with the wedding planner. So I stayed in her spare room. So I didn't need to find a hotel for two days. Round trip tickets from New York to Denver are like $300, you know? And so I'm not going to like do an extra line item that's like $300 for me. Um, It's easier just to like wrap it into uh, my whole total cost and say travel's free because I want to compete a little bit locally. And I don't want, in my mind, I don't want there to be any speed bumps for the client as they're like thinking of hiring me. And if I can remove that, that like seed of doubt about like, what might it cost to bring two photographers out on planes and hotels and cars and stuff, then like I'll eat it. And it might be a thousand bucks or $2,000 out of my pocket. And I'm happy to like take that. And, and I'm charging a, a enough. That was like a $16,000 wedding. I'm charging enough that like, I'll still be able to take home a decent chunk of change and, and feel good about it. And I also know that uh, some photographers disagree with that completely and think it's really important that you, and this might be a very higher end photo- like travel destination photography, that, that it will be like a, a very decent line item. And there's some photographers that are charging like $50,000 for this and, and an extra five or $8,000 for travel is like standard. So I think either way, you're kind of going to end up around the same spot because like you have to, as a photographer, and and you kind of just said this, where you mentally bake it in so that you're covering it, but you're not giving them – like I hate – charge I hate having to send an invoice after the wedding day like there's yeah. nothing worse it, yeah, because yeah. you you've already paid everything and like the work like I and I expect to be paid by the wedding day yeah 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 and I, I honestly guess you can average it out though too right like you know yeah. the the flight should be around five hundred dollars the hotel should be around a thousand whatever it is and you can kind of just say like more or less it will be two thousand bucks for travel something like that yeah yeah, uh, but you're right. You're just, or, or you build them afterwards, which is really tricky. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't – I don't know. For me, it's like very awkward to send a – and yes, you discuss it. But like it, it just – for me, it feels like if I had buttoned up everything on my wedding day mm-hmm. and thought I was done and paid all my bills and yeah. then got a bill for $2,000, I would be like, what? I, I agree. Yeah. Totally. I agree. I I like to have it all cleaned up before. Yeah. Yeah. It just like feels better and it fosters a better relationship. And um, But but for me, you know, I I do. I really love to say uh, I never charge for travel. And I think I might get flack from some photographers for saying this. But for me, like money is not the only value for me. You know, like I want to be a traveling. That was my dream in my 20s was to be able to get paid and travel. And so for me to say like, yeah, to be in, uh, where was I, Milan you know, or Mauritius or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and and be there for the week is like also added value and it's good for my portfolio. So for me, th- there's like three kinds of value. There's money, but there's also portfolio. There's also connections and there's also travel. And so all of those things are kind of equally valuable. As long as I'm not going broke, I don't mind traveling, you know, or like spending a little bit and being, out. I don't know. It's all, it all works together for me. It's, I it's feel like the, the same embedded way. lifestyle. Yeah, I feel the same way. And you're making that money on one side or the other. It's just whether you're billing directly for it or you're baking it in kind of on the average sure. in the front. And if you lose out on something, like I've definitely lost out on travel before. Mm. <laughs> but it's still the quality of life is still there. And like I, I love know. my, co- you know, I don't, I don't feel sour about it when it happens. I just yeah I think yeah I think we have to decide at the end of the day like do we yeah 
what's worth it for us, you know, yes. as a photographer. And, and if it's worth it, then it's worth it, you know, and if it's not, it's not. And you don't need to do anything you don't want to do. I love um, that. And I really appreciate your transparency because I usually don't ask people about budgeting things too much on this mm-hmm. because it kind of like puts you a little bit on the spot as a vendor. Um, so I no, appreciate I think financial you. transparency is so important. I wish there was many more conversations about that. That's all I ever think about and I'm curious about, you know, how do they I do know. that? What are they really charging? What do they really make? Yeah. I know. I know. I think it's so fascinating. And I just, it would be so much easier, I think, to plan a wedding if there was financial transparency or some yeah. sort of like um, standard among sure. the industry. I think it would just make it so much easier to actually like plan. Cause yeah. if you've never planned a wedding, like you don't know what you're looking for and all the packages are different and like all I the know. pricing's different. And it's like, well, how do you compare? Here's it? a good one for your couples. Um, Cause every time I see these, there's a lot of great Instagram posts out now that will talk about real wedding budgets and including like luxury and non-luxury. But the trend that I've seen for almost every single wedding, regardless is like whatever your budget starts at, you could probably increase it. it it'll end up being 150% more. If you start at 100,000, it, it, it will probably end up being 150,000 or, or you know what I mean? Um, or 50% more maybe. Um, but if you, if you have a $200,000 budget, it ends up being 350,000. Like I, I see this over and over again. There's like budget creep for all these things that we think we you know can do or not do. But so expect it to be a little bit higher or like set your, set your sights a little lower. So it ends up at the, at the price that you imagine. Yeah, and and prioritize the things that matter the most, and don't sure. and and book them in accord in like according to what matters the most yeah. too. Because like if you really care about your photography and you want Philip to be there, then like book him first, and then build your budget around that. And if that mm. means you have to maybe compromise on table linens or mm. something that like where you just don't you truly don't care, mm-hmm. um, and you can always and that's the other thing like. If they're thinking, okay, are the table linens going to like make or break my photos? You can ask Phil and he will oh, tell yeah. you. <laughs> well, I, I always say like a good photographer can make anything look amazing. So it's it's nice to have yeah, better <laughs> photographer and, and weaker design. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah, I agree. And and those are the things you're actually taking home with you. So, yeah. um, you know, of course, I feel that way because pr- photography is very sure, important. Sure, sure. Well, no, I think it's really true. And it's 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 hard to explain that to people, you know, like if they think like, I don't know, it's it's really hard to explain what the difference is between a $3,000 photographer and an 8000 and a 15000 and a $50,000 photographer. It a is. Lot of, a lot of it comes down to like personality and reputation and branding and I don't know, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um. What is the coolest location you have ever traveled to for a wedding? For a wedding. Um, to photograph a yeah, wedding. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, it was just a couple over the years. But but I think this year, like being in Mauritius was really like amazing. And I did it for one of my closest friends. So it was, I have to be clear, it was a free wedding. Like they paid for my travel and I and I shot the whole thing for them for the week as like their bestie. Um, and I, and I demanded it. There was no other way around. I I would have been so mad if they had chosen someone else, but, um, Mauritius was like so cool. And it was like on this, you know, on the edge of the ocean and, and just really lovely, like connected group that, that bonded over the week. But, um, and we got to see dolphins and we did like tours around the island. It was just lovely. Um, the other random 
place that I went was like St. Lucia Island, which is out in the Caribbean. And um, this guy, the the groom was a teacher, like a history teacher. And he he knew about the, I don't know, he just had like some connection to this island in the academic realm. And so it was, was not like a big island destination, but we got married in um, this old ruins of a church with like the, the you know, the rooftop was off. And it was just a mate. It was like a really cool spot um, that was like just wild and, and out there, you know, like chickens running across the road and cows wandering around the island and stuff like that. It was a really interesting space. So that was that was St. Lucia. Wow, that's actually on our list. We're headed to Anguilla on Sunday. Oh, cool. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. we just got back from Indonesia, Singapore. Uh- <laughs> cool. Holy cow. Oh, you're yeah. really, really traveling. Yeah, we bounce around a lot. And is um, Anguilla just a vacation or? Yeah, we're going for a vacation. We were supposed to um, like travel for family holiday things transparency mm-hmm. we are in december um even though this won't come out till january oh, yeah. um so we were supposed to travel for family holiday things and then they were like we need more time so come in january and we were like okay uh so we'll take a trip now and we'll see you in mexico in january beautiful did you have kids you said or no no oh, okay so you're just like free traveling yes ah i love this how fun yeah. Yeah, this is why this is such a topic after my own heart because, yeah. you know, we spend so much time traveling every year. And um, and one of the things that I – yeah, I also – yeah, I love so, it. So do you take photos when you travel or do you, like, leave the camera behind? It depends. Um, there were years – this is such an interesting question. There mm-hmm. were years where I couldn't step from, like, behind the camera and actually um, – turn it off. So it would always be like I was in work mode if my camera came with me. And I have finally kind of stepped beyond that. Um, Uh It took years and years and years. I've been doing this since 2005. So um, I'm 2009. Yeah. Okay. So you get it. Like if you take your camera, it can be really easy to just like be in like, oh, I'm paying attention to like this thing and that thing and like moving on the fly as opposed to like living in the moment for me. And I've so now I finally feel like I've gotten back to the place where I can like do that and not um not step on my own moments. That's nice. Yeah, I always find when I'm traveling I don't take the camera out too much until I'm like ready or I don't know. It, it needs to be like a very new place like like Morocco that's like filled, you know what I mean that I'm like I might want this on my wall kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I guess yeah, I'm saying same. like I need to be shooting for a purpose. Otherwise, yes. it's just going to be my phone. Yeah, yeah same, yeah. same. And I won't take it if it's something like, you know, we're going to be in the water the whole time. Then yeah, yeah. I'm probably not going to take it because then there's – yeah, I'm not going to – although I, I have been thinking about getting an underwater camera. Okay, cool. I Yeah, definitely. Especially if you have a scuba license, which it sounds like you do, yeah? Or, I do, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or at least a good GoPro. Yeah. I don't know. I there I have mixed feelings about it because scubaing with people who have GoPros can be a complete disaster. Uh, and <laughs> okay. It's they're very uh distracted and like ki- like this one girl was just like kicking me the entire time in oh the my face. Gosh. And when you're like 
down 130 feet or whatever, it's like not fun to have to keep clearing your mask because somebody uh, keeps kicking you and then like you yeah, back yeah, yeah. away and then they like back like follow pace because they yeah. So I, I have mixed it. feelings on the GoPro. <laughs> all right, all right. So maybe we'll see. That's funny. We'll see. <laughs> cool. I can't wait to see pictures from Angula. Um, I I'll send you our pictures that we have from um the Maldives. Okay. I'd love it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. So final question for you. Um, what are some tips you have for couples to kind of prioritize in the planning process for a destination wedding? Um Okay, so yeah, I guess like you said, they, they need to like understand what's most important for them, right? If it's the travel, then it's the travel. If it's the photographer, it's the photographer. I guess I don't really know what the demographic of all of your couples are like. You know, if they're if they're doing more like intimate style weddings on a budget or or big like over the top stuff and and um but um I I think a couple really needs to yeah, decide what is very important, what are deal breakers. Um, and and if they're going to do this on their own or with family, you know, is like is like something to understand. Like if your parents are helping you pay for your wedding, then they're going to have opinions. And and they're and so it's it's sometimes a wedding can get away from you a little bit when you start like adding in the opinions of the world and people on Reddit and your family and your aunt. And so it's uh it's important really to know like what's what uh, this is like maybe key for anybody not even just destination wedding people but um like why are you getting married is a really important question for couples because sometimes why you're getting married is like a union of two families or it's um it's to celebrate love or it's to have a really great party with all your favorite people and 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 if you can name, you know, the why of your wedding, like why you're getting married, then you can kind of let all of the other decisions sort of filter down from there. And if why you're getting married in a destination is to have amazing destination photos, then like choosing the right photographer obviously matters a lot. Someone who who does that kind of stuff. Does that make sense? Perfectly yeah. said. I could not agree more. That was amazing. Philip. I just I just adore you. I think you're one of the most wonderful, giving, caring people and super talented to boot. Um, so I really appreciate you being here on The Wedding Dish with me today. I appreciate you. You're a great interviewer. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to have the best rest of the day now. Yay. Well, Philip, where can people find you online? Um, yeah, I'm everywhere. Basically, Philip VN, P-H-I-L-L-I-P, V as a Victor, N as a Nancy. I'm philipvn.com, Philip VN Weddings on Instagram. And uh, if you just type in Philip VN, you'll find me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And while you are looking up Philip VN, you can find us at The Wedding Dish Podcast on Instagram and theweddingdishpodcast.com. And we'll have show notes with some pictures from Philip's recent weddings and yeah. all kinds of good stuff, including you know the links and everything. So it's super duper easy for you to connect. And um, thank you everyone for tuning into The Wedding Dish. Give us a follow, rate, and review on your preferred podcast platform. And until we meet again, cheers, everybody. Bye. Thank you.